Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, what's going on, NASCAR fans? This is All Turns, No Breaks. Now, you're probably wondering, Renee's not doing the intro? Front Row Kenny's doing the intro? Hold up, wait, 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 wait. It's a little different, right? Renee's going to join us this week. But first, just want to say hi to all the NASCAR fans. Hope everyone's doing well. And I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. And of course, Tam, how was your weekend? Because Renee's not here to give us his weekend. Not much going on. I didn't go to Vegas. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so Kenny just did the intro. That is Kenny's first time doing the intro. So if you are listening, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and clap for Kenny. Give him a round of applause because, hey, Kenny did it. Weekend. My weekend was what it was. I still haven't been out the house. It's been about 10 days. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Like, this has become our life. Okay, I don't want to go on a hashtag Tam's rant and we're only one minute into the podcast. But Kenny, (laughs) what's up with you? How was your weekend? My weekend was actually pretty good. I think for the first time in the last few weeks, I've had a relatively calm weekend. And I just got to give a real quick shout out to a few of my friends from high school. My friend Paul, Miles, and Prince. They have actually got into the racing bug, just like me and you and Renee, of course. They got a new wheel. They got a racing wheel. They've got new racing games, and they've been really into it. As a matter of fact, they're really pumped up for the new Formula One, well, the Formula One season to get kicked off. So, shout out to them for getting into it, and welcome to the racing family, of course, as always. But yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. I've been talking to them all weekend about different racing series, including NASCAR, Formula One, V8 supercars, and any question that they want to ask, I've pretty much tried to answer it to the best I can. But yeah, shout out to them. So that's been real fun. And now I know when the new F1 game comes out in a few weeks, I'll be able to race with a few of my friends. So that's going to be real fun. But I think that pretty much really summed up my weekend. I didn't do really do too, too much. Kenny, I got a question for you. Did you tell your friends to listen to the All Turns No Breaks podcast? Because that's all that matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's all that matters. So speaking of Formula One. Formula One is coming back. We all know that we have a big weekend coming up at Indianapolis with IndyCar coming back. I said this over the weekend as I was watching all the racing. So let me just tell you guys, I've raced out. And I know you're like, oh my God, Tam, how can you call yourself a NASCAR fan and put those words in the same breath? I am. Like I tweeted on my Twitter, and if you're not following me on the Twitter, you can find me at I am sincerely Tam. I'm tired. I literally watched the truck race, the Xfinity race, and then I turned around and watched the cup race. And for those who know, you know, I don't watch trucks at all. Occasionally, I'll watch it if Kyle Busch is running, but Trucks is not my thing, and Xfinity low-key is not my thing either, but I like to peep in on what's going on so I know a little bit more about the young up-and-coming drivers when they make it to the big league, which is the Cup Series. But with that said, I also, in that same tweet, now of course I didn't say all of what I just said in that tweet, but I added that it would be different 
Like, okay, I get up and it is a production and an event when it's Memorial Day weekend and I get an opportunity to start my day off with the Formula One race and then the IndyCar race and then NASCAR and pretty much every Sunday when it's like that. But it was just a little bit too much NASCAR for me. So I don't ever have to see a triple header again. And on that note, I guess let's jump into some cup. We're not going to talk about Xfinity unless Kenny wants to add a comment. I just know that Xfinity had a lot of cautions and they tore up a lot of equipment. And Sunday evening, it was a lot of action going on at Pocono as well. I actually thought that the Sunday race was a great race at Pocono. Saturday race, I'll just give you guys a refresher, the top 10. Kevin Harvick came in P1. Denny Hamlin came in second. Eric Amarola came in third. Christopher Bell, fourth. Kyle Busch, fifth. And you know what's so interesting? When I was writing this down, I wrote Kyle B. Then I remembered, I don't have to say Kyle B on my notes because there is only one Kyle racing. Although there has been some talk that some team, my favorite driver, my favorite driver who is now retired, who is a team owner, It's been some talk about him possibly signing Kyle, the other Kyle. I'm not with that. I think Kyle, the other Kyle, is a great driver, but the timing is a little bit off. But moving right along, Truex Jr. came in sixth, Clint Boyer seventh, Michael McDowell eighth, Brad Kozlowski ninth, and Chris Buescher came in tenth. Notables from Saturday's race at Pocono, Matt Kenseth came in 11th, and Jimmy Johnson came in 21st. Sunday's race. All I got to say is if Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin doesn't win the championship this year, I may hang up my NASCAR talk. I may hang it up with NASCAR talk. (laughs) You sound like my dad. (laughs) They've been dominating. Like, it's crazy. But yeah, so Denny Hamlin won the race on Sunday and Harvick came in second. So if you recall, Saturday, Harvick won and Denny Hamlin came in second. Sunday's race. Eric Jones came in third. Chase Elliott came in fourth. Eric Amarola came in fifth. Eric, that's Saturday and Sunday. He managed the top five. Matt DiBettadetto came in sixth. William Byron came in seventh. Clint Boyer came in eighth. And so Saturday and Sunday, Clint Boyer managed the top 10 finish. Alex Bowman came in ninth. And Truex Jr. came in 10th. Stage one winner was Kurt Busch who did not even manage a top 10 finish. And the second stage winner from Sunday's race was Brad Keselowski, who also didn't come in top 10. Notables, Matt Kenseth. And I'm going to, I think from now on, Matt Kenseth is going to be my notable for the rest of the season. So Matt Kenseth came in 12th. Jimmy Johnson, who also will be a notable for the rest of the season, came in 16th and Kyle Busch just because I wanted to say Kyle Busch's name, came in 38. So that is what happened at Pocono on Saturday and Sunday. Well, that's not all that happened, but that's the top tens and some notables from both races. So one interesting thing that happened at the end of the race, I need somebody to explain to me what the hell was going on with Clint Boyer and Alex Bowman. Man, they were dogging for that last spot at the end of the race. I think that was like the most interesting part. I mean, Denny obviously ran away with that at the end, but those two got into it at the end. 
And the, the messed up part is because of the time we're living in right now is we couldn't get like a post-race altercation or anything because I was pretty shocked because I've never seen Bowman be that aggressive. I've seen Boyer do it, but never Bowman. But that was a pretty surprising finish to Pocono, which was a interesting Sunday race in itself, battling with the um with the weather and, of course, the light because <laughs> they almost ran out of time before the sun went down on Sunday. I didn't understand for the life of me, why were they bumping doors for seventh and eighth place? Like somebody really, Kenny, help me understand what was going on. So did something happen? Got to get those playoff points. Got to get them. It's seventh and eighth position. Like really? (laughs) It counts. I mean, at the end of the day, it may be the, it may be that one difference between one of them barely getting into the playoffs. Of course, now Alex Bowman is fine because he's got a winner under his belt already. But Boyer might just need that last point just to get in to edge himself into the playoffs. So, you know, and it's in a sense, I think it matters. So, Kenny, you're going to wreck a car for one extra position? I don't know. There must have been it's something tough. going on we didn't know about. It's a tough call to say to wreck a car just for one last position. Now, had it been for first place, fully understand it. In that case, it's kind of 50-50, but I get it at the same time. When you need playoff points. You're going to need it because I don't, I don't think Boyer has had the greatest season in the world. So having as many points as you can in your, in your bag at the end of the season, by the time we get to, you know, the playoff cutoff line, that'll be crucial at the end of the day. It may be the difference. Who knows? Maybe we'll look back later on this season and it'll be like, well, remember what happened in Pocono in the summer? Boom. Kenny, I will say this. For the last couple of weeks, we've been mentioning some interesting names in the top 10, whether it be Chris Busher. Matt DiBettadetto. And again, not that they can't race, but it's just interesting because we're not reading off the names like the Austin Dillons or the Ty Dillons. We're reading off the Chris Bushers and the Matt DiBettadettos. And I think Saturday, Michael McDowell came in top 10. Interesting transition going on because I feel like you have the veteran drivers who are dominating, like the veteran drivers, let's face it, are dominating. However, instead of having those guys that have maybe four years under their belts that are in better equipment, instead of reading off their names each week, lately, we're reading off the guys who have three or four years under their belts, but they're not in top tier equipment on the top teams. Interesting dynamics going on. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, Kenny, but I definitely see something interesting happening. Do you think that it's only a matter of time before we have one of those guys come home with a win? I think it's very possible for that to happen, especially given, I know people don't want to always talk about the package, but I think it has created some level of parity. Then you add the fact that a lot of these teams have not had practice. Some have been better than others. Like Kyle Busch has had a, had quite a, quite a problem so far. He hasn't won a race yet and it's the summertime. But I think that a lot of those smaller teams are an example like Michael McDowell, who is, you know, classified as a veteran, but is not on, not on Stuart Haas or Penske. But I think guys like that are starting to step up. And again, once this package came out originally, I think it was just going to be a matter of time before teams figured it out enough so they can get the most out of it. And so I think now it's starting to level off in the mid-tier teams 
they figured something out to make it work. While it's obviously the big teams have had it figured out long before, I think it's just a good thing that we can get some type of parody out of something like this. So I think it's pretty cool to see a mix and match throughout the top 10 and even through the top 15 to top 20. Well, Christopher Bell, fourth P4 on a Saturday at Pocono. Very interesting. You mentioned big teams, or maybe I mentioned it. <laughs> there may be some shakeup going on at the big teams. Because as we all know, Brad Keselowski's contract is ending in 2020. And there's no real talk about what's going on. I personally was hoping that he stayed with Penske. I think that is a great fit for him. But most people are under the impression that he'll step into the number 48 and be the veteran that Team Hendrick seems to need amongst the young guys that they have. Everyone at Hendrick, with the exception of William Byron, has won a race. And I'm talking about the young guys, as in Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott. They've actually won multiple races because Alex has two under his belt. And I believe, what, Chase has five races under his belt or something like that now? But I think it's seven or whatever it is. Seven, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Time has (laughs) flown by because remember when he didn't win anything and then all of a sudden he started to win a lot. But saying that to say, it should be interesting. And although everyone thinks that Brad is prime for the number 48, we had a little shakeup because somebody posted on Twitter a photo that seems to have been ripped from someone's Instagram story. I'm, I believe it may have been Denny Hamlin's Instagram story. I'm not 100% sure. But this photo emerges of Mr. H, as in Rick Hendrick, the owner of Team Hendrick. Hendrick Motorsports, and Jeff Gordon, who everyone knows used to race for Hendrick, but also has part ownership stake in some things with Hendrick, and Denny Hamlin on a speedboat together. I don't know, but do you ride with the competition? Now, we all know that everyone in NASCAR is friends, but the three of them on the boat, to me, that sent off Spidey senses. It pinged against the machine and wherever else, whatever analogy you want to use. Is there something there? Are are people like me reading too much into it, Kenny? I think it is definitely possible. Nobody just hangs out on a boat, an expensive boat at that, (laughs) with a team owner. I, I know, like you said, there's a lot of people who are friends. Everyone's cool with each other off the track. I I get it. 100%. But in a time where we've got two major players in free agency named Brad Keselowski and Denny Hamlin, to see Denny Hamlin out there, it kind of makes you raise your eyebrows a little bit. I don't think you're reading too deep into it because you know what? I think about it. I'm like, man, that's that's a little interesting to see, especially given we've only got but so many months left in the season. And silly season really has started since we've hit that basically halfway mark in the season. So I wouldn't put it past being a thing that could happen. It's something that will be interesting, but I do know for a fact it will make sense and it will line up in terms of what Hendrick said he was looking for. He wants a vet in that seat. So Brad Keselowski or Denny Hamlin seems like the true player. But right now, seeing what I saw on Instagram, I think Denny might be that player that goes into the 48. It's possible. It's definitely possible. And his contract is also up for renewal. So keep an eye. Like Kenny said, it's possible. I think there's something there. And especially just to add one other little, I guess, log to the fire. During the broadcast on Sunday, 
And during the rain delay, they got Denny Hamlin on and he casually just mentions hanging out with Jeff Gordon on the boat. So, hey, I don't know. On that note, we'll move on because we are going to give you some predictions. But prior to giving you the predictions, just wanted to add one thing. And Kenny, you can talk about it. Nashville was canceled. Yeah, I thought that was um something that was in the cards to happen with Nashville being canceled due, obviously, to the COVID-19 situation. I think it was just a smart move on NASCAR just to go ahead and scrap it completely and just roll with it. But the good thing is, rolling to 2021, Nashville will be a hotspot for NASCAR in general with the return of the Nashville Super Speedway coming back, which is a pretty a pretty huge thing. Of course, not the right track that every single person wants, but I think it's the domino that falls to make the fairgrounds happen. So it's a big thing, of course. It sucks that the awards won't happen for some, but again, it's just a smart situation. I mean, a smart decision based on the current situation that we're living in right now. So, yeah. Yeah, we know Dell Jr. is not happy about the choice of the tracks in Nashville. <laughs> he was loud about that one, and he and I know for a fact that's what he wants, and I can completely understand. Fairgrounds is an absolute wonderful racetrack, and I think it will be a great venue to start for Xfinity, for the trucks, or even, again, since we got to mix up with the All-Star race, I think that'd be a perfect place to have it. One last thing before we jump into some predictions for Indianapolis, the Brickyard, All-Star race. What is all this talk about the choose cone rule? All right, so that is a very grassroots type of rule. So basically, when it comes down to the choice cone, you can choose which lane you want to take Instead of having to be on the outside or the the inside or the outside, you can pick which lane. So for some races, a lot of times people get a better restart off the right lane or the left lane. So you can now have that option. I think that is kind of cool to me because, again, we've seen accidents where everyone just piles up and everyone just bunches up on the restart because you've got a slower car here and you've got somebody else who can't get on the gas here. Now, if everybody in the right lane goes and the left lane doesn't go... Everyone just rolls. So I think it's a pretty cool thing to experiment. And again, that's what the all-star race has been for the last two years. It's been a, a whirlwind of experiments for NASCAR, just like how we have the package now. That was a, a NASCAR experiment for the last two years. So yeah, I think it's cool to have, I'm sure, a colleague of mine, Matt Weaver, who writes for Auto Week. I'm sure he's really happy because I know he was a strong, strong advocate for this. Okay, so I think that's pretty much it. Obviously, there's some other things going on in NASCAR. We just choose not to talk about them. But if you want to jump on the Twitter, I'm sure you can find some information about what's going on with Barstool Sports, as well as the Xfinity driver that's running the pink scheme. We stand for something. I don't know. I don't recall the actual hashtag, but you can check that out. So on that note, we are going to give you some predictions. It's time for race predictions. So Renee, who is chiming in, the birthday boy, everybody wish Renee a happy birthday. Renee, who you got? Hey, NASCAR fans. It's Renee Garcia here from All Turns No Breaks, chiming in for two things. First of all, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who wished me a happy birthday this past weekend and yesterday, June 29th. That was my actual birthday. And I don't necessarily do birthdays in general. And I, and I certainly don't do birthday months considering what 2020 has been uh, bringing us this entire year. I have to admit, 
This has probably been one of my better birthdays and better birthday months I've had in a very long time. Shout out to all my family and friends once again that reached out to me and wished me a happy birthday. Thank you all. Now, let's move on to our predictions. Like Miss Tam says, here are my predictions for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The Big Machine Hand Sanitizer 400. I hope everybody's using hand sanitizer on their hands as well. But here are my predictions. I am going to go with the same driver I've been going with for the last several weeks. I feel like my man is going to turn it around. My man, Rowdy. Make me look good this weekend, brother. I'm pulling for you one more weekend. And if he doesn't win, then I'm just going to have to switch it up. I'm going to go with Kyle Busch, the number 18, to be in victory lane. My alternative pick, I'm going to go with, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott on this one as well. So I'm going to go with Chase Elliott as my alternative pick and Kyle Busch, the number 18, for victory lane. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. And what say you? Kenny, who you got? Who is your pick to win at Indianapolis, baby? (laughs) Back to the brickyard. So for me, I'm going to go with last year's winner again, who has been really good there, as I called last week with Denny. I'm going with Kevin Harvick as my main pick. And then my alternative pick, also a former winner here, I'm going with Brad Keselowski. So I'm going with an all-four front at the Brickyard this weekend. And so, with that being said, Miss Tam, what are your picks? Okay, straight to the point. Kevin Harvick is my pick because Kevin Harvick has been hot. And it's Tony Stewart, my main guy. It's his stomping ground, so I feel as if Kevin Harvick is going to get it done for Stuart Haas Racing. My alternative, I really want to go with Denny Hamlin. However, I'm going to echo your sentiments, and I'm going to pick Brad K, as in Brad Keselowski. And you want to know why? Because it's 4th of July weekend, and that Brad always gets it done on a patriotic (laughs) day. So Kevin Harvick is my pick to win. And Brad K, as in Brad Keselowski, is my alternative. All right. So you guys have heard it. You've heard my picks. You've heard Renee's. And you've heard Miss Tam's picks. As always, make sure you guys tune in to All Turns No Breaks on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you get any of your podcasts. And as always, make sure you guys are kind to each other. Enjoy the race this weekend. And we'll see you next time on another episode of All Turns, No Breaks. See ya, birthday boy. (laughs) Bye-bye. And bye from Renee. Thanks so much for tuning in. 